public speaking can help you gain more credibility, get more leads, and sell more products. Today's interview features a public speaking strategist who's going to teach you how to use speaking opportunities to grow your biz. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back, Rebels. We got another episode of the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, and today we are talking about a particular topic that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. The topic is public speaking, leveraging speaking opportunities to help you grow your business and sell more digital products. And to learn more about this, I brought on Jessica Razdal to the show. Jessica is a motivational speaker, best-selling author, public speaking strategist, and the host of the Creative Speaker Podcast. She partners with small business owners to craft stories and presentations that connect with their audience and stand out in a really crowded market. Jessica... Jessica has shared her story of turning her mess into a message for over 12 years, and she's been featured on major international media outlets such as ABC's 2020, Katie Couric, The Guardian, MTV, Netflix, and much more. When Jessica was a freshman in college, she made a life-altering decision that resulted in the death of her best friend. In an effort to raise awareness, cope with her guilt, and keep her friend's memory alive, she began sharing her story. Jessica spoke to over 15,000 young adults across the country before she was sentenced to prison. By rewriting their story, her clients are transforming what were once considered limitations into some of their greatest business assets. Needless to say, Jessica has a plethora of public speaking experience, and she's here on the show today to teach you all about how public speaking can be used strategically in your business to get you more leads and ultimately more digital product sales. Without further ado, please welcome Jessica Rastel to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a good conversation. I say that every time, but <laughs> conversations about speaking and you are a professional speaker. So to speak, um, you're a lot of things, but you're a public speaking strategist, motivational speaker, host of the Creative Speaker Podcast. So I knew that you were the perfect person to have on the show to talk about speaking. But uh-huh, tell us, like, tell us more about who you are before we dive into the meat. I am a mom, first and foremost. I'm in a season of life with very little ones, so that always takes priority over everything. I have a five-year-old and an almost 10-month-old, oh my gosh, which is, I'm still in denial about that. <laughs> but I work with service providers and course creators who are looking to use speaking to grow their business and make deeper connections with their audience. So depending on where you're at in your business or what life looks like for you in this season, um, that might be speaking on stage at a large conference. That might be online summits. It might just be getting comfortable with how you can convey your message on a podcast or on a webinar or a joint venture live stream in somebody else's group. It's just really understanding that you have something important to share You've worked so hard to build your business and your brand. And when you get the opportunity to speak in front of your ideal people, you want to make it count and you want to make that connection. 
and you really just want to show them what's possible so that they can join you in whatever the work is that you do. I love it. This is super important because when we're selling products, I mean, you don't sell products and grow your audience by hiding behind your computer (laughs) screen and just like crossing your fingers and hoping that people find you. You have to really put yourself out there. But at the same time, it's one of those things that people are scared of and intimidated by. And a lot of us folks who started online businesses are introverts. So to those people who are kind of scared and intimidated by speaking, what, what do you tell them? I love this question so much because, so I'll give you a little background though. I've been speaking since 2006. I've spoken to, my goodness, tens of thousands, if not over a hundred thousand people in that time um, on stages for high school students, um, major businesses, creative conferences, the U.S. Navy, you name it. I've been on major media outlets like MTV and ABC 2020. It's on, my story's on international Netflix. But I am an introvert, (laughs) and I actually very much dislike going to things in person and having (laughs) small talk talk and network (laughs) and interact with people that I'm not prepared for. Um, But for me, it's just, we really, I would love for you to adopt the idea that it's really not about you and what you're doing when you get up there and speak or when you grab the microphone or you hit record or go live online, all of that is to serve your audience. And if you can't show them what's possible for them, if you can't give them a glimmer of hope, if you can't show that, inspire them to take action, to do this scary thing, then why would they take the next step with you? Like you're actually doing a disservice to them by not getting up there and sharing and you have something important to share. So even when I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to necessarily go do something, I just always keep it very twofold of what if, what is this doing for my audience? What is the the positive impact that it's going to have? What difference? What's the possibility? But I also look at it from the flip side because I need both (laughs) and what if I don't? Like, what are the negative ramifications that could come from this? Where is my audience going to be stuck? What, like, what negative things could happen for them if I don't get up there and do the uncomfortable thing? That's a great way to put a spin on it. You know, we always think like, what's the worst case scenario? Putting it in that perspective of what happens if I don't show up for these people as opposed to what terrible things will happen if I do show up for them. Right? I think that's a great perspective for sure. And there's a huge difference between small talk, which is just incredibly uncomfortable. I'm also an introvert in that way too, versus like getting up on a stage, whether it be a virtual stage or a physical stage in like in a true public speaking environment. Like those two things are completely different. Like they feel different. They look different. You know, like so different. You can't prepare for small talk. Like you can't come into that confident and like ready to deliver a message. You're just like waiting to be responsive and being responsive makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I get very uncomfortable with that. But with presenting, whether it's online or on a stage, like you get the control, you get to say, to take the time to prepare a presentation, you get to deliver a clear message. It doesn't have to be about you. People aren't asking questions about you. You're delivering something for your audience. And that makes a huge shift in your mind of I'm serving them. I'm not talking about myself. And yes, your story is probably a big part of the presentation, but that's not actually why you're speaking. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So based on that, we know that speaking has a great number of benefits for the audience, right? Like they're listening to your message. They're going to get a lot of value from it, but it, from a selfish standpoint, because obviously all of business is ha half selfish in a sense. Yes. Like what's the point for the speaker? What do we get out of it? I love this one so much because I think it's so easy for us to say, you know, to do the, the, the scary things to talk us out of it that, oh, but I could just run a Facebook ad to my program or, you know, I could just do this thing instead. I'll just write another blog post <laughs> to add to the bank. But there is nothing that is going to fast track your credibility like speaking on the stage. I like I want you to think about being at a live event. And when you see somebody step on up on the stage, when you see somebody grab the microphone, when you see somebody announced on a lineup, don't you automatically start to feel like there may be a step ahead of you because they were selected for that thing? They might not be, right? Right? Like they might, they're probably, honestly, they're probably not further ahead than you. You could probably do a better job than delivering that presentation. You probably have more experience, but because they were placed on that platform, there's this like instant credibility that we give them. And you want that for your business, not for any kind of vanity metric, not because you need to be like Instagram famous. I'm not a big fan of all that, but that allows you to make a deeper connection with your audience and show up in a way that other people, your competition is not showing up. And this allows you to just really stand out in the market and make your message heard so that when you do put out that course, when you are opening up that next program, People have more faith in the work that you're doing because you're actually showing up out there and serving your people without them having to maybe pay you to get into it, right? They're, they're already going to this event and they're getting to learn from you for free. So you're putting your skin in the game without expecting anything in return from them. Yeah. And that definitely makes the difference when you go and ask for a payment because right? everything needs to be preceded by value. Like, 10 times more value for free than when you actually ask for the payment for your product. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes to feel like there was a bait and switch. Like they purchased tickets to an event. Um, they showed up and they were expecting all of this incredible content only to like be like, here, enter your credit card information here, join my thing, buy my book, do the thing. Right. <laughs> and that's just not what people want. We want you to get up on the stage, deliver a ton of value so that that next step they take hint, hint, buying your course is an easy and a no-brainer step for them. Now, you mentioned that people who you see standing on those stages are probably not one step ahead of you, but do they have any qualifications? Like, as potential speakers, do we need to have any background experience or any qualifications to pitch ourselves and to land those speaking gigs? Organ I work with a lot of organizers to actually curate their lineups. So organizers will come to myself and my team and they want to know who our alumni are, who have been through our courses and our programs because they understand that those people have invested in their speaking training. And these are the questions and these are like the parameters that organizers are looking for. So note this. <laughs> They want to know, they want to be able to see that you're serving. So if you're saying you want to speak on, for example, if you want to speak about SEO and I go to your website right now and it doesn't actually say anything about SEO and there's nowhere that I can look, there's no blog post, there's no video, there's no content created to show me that you actually know this stuff. I most likely as an organizer, I'm not going to select you. They're looking to see that you've put in the time to understand this subject matter so that you can deliver something valuable. 
Additionally, you don't necessarily have to have spoken at a ton of events in the past. That part's okay. But what they are looking for right now in this era, in the digital magic, (laughs) is video. They want to see how you present. And that could be YouTube videos. That could be live streams. Honestly, there's one organizer who stalks speakers' Instagram stories that I can tell you very specifically. Like That's what she looks for because she wants to get a taste for how you communicate. And when you're at the event, what would it look like when you're in the hallway chatting with other attendees? You know, what would it look like when you're up on the stage talking about things? So if you're somebody, isn't it? (laughs) I love when they tell me these things. So if you're somebody who's thinking, you know, later this year, it's definitely on my to-do. Like I really want to get up on stage at an event, whether that's local, small, national, anything, start showing up now. Start showing up without expecting anything in return and create your content. Start building that credibility so that when you do put in an application or when you are considered to speak, that you can show proof of concept and you can say, this is the type of stuff that I talk about. These are the results other people are getting from it and do the uncomfortable thing and start showing up. Mm-hmm. We don't like to show our face. It's like, I have, again, I have a baby. I like to work in my pajamas if possible. Podcasting is wonderful for that. Yes. <laughs> but... There's, I also have demo reel footage that I can submit. And if I didn't have that, I know that I would be very proactive in showing up on video. It's interesting that you mentioned that about working with uh, organizers and figuring out what they want from their speakers. And you kind of made me remember from my last, from the Rebel Boss Summit, um, I had some people pitching me for topics. And when I went to go check them out, their websites had nothing to do with the topic that they wanted to talk about. And I realized like they want to pivot into this topic, but they were pitching just like a few steps too soon. Like there was nothing and it wouldn't benefit them because like they don't have any of like their audience or the potential audience would realize that in a second. If I realized that in a second, that is such a good point. I love that you're sharing that from your perspective of what you experienced, because also as somebody who coaches them, uh, business owners through creating these courses, I love that you put those two together. Like it's not going to help you to start speaking about something you actually don't have content created for, because what are you going to do after the presentation? If you do, say I deliver a present, say you, I'm going to have you, you deliver a presentation <laughs> around, you know, creating your first online course. And I'm so excited. Like you've got me to buy in. I said, I'm in the audience for perspective here. (laughs) I'm in the audience. I'm now I'm like, she's right. Like this is going to give me so much white space. This is going to be so good for my business, for my life. Like I need to do this. And then you've got me all fired up. I go to your website and there's nothing for me. I have Mm -hmm. no, I'm just going to be left to Google all night long trying to figure out how on earth do I do this? But instead, I'm sure that if I were to do that today, I would go to your website and there would be a very clear opt-in for me to know what my first steps would be. Mm -hmm. There would be tons of content that I could binge and start figuring this out. And by not having that digital presence and that education part of your business already set up, you just can't continue serving them after the stage. So are there different types of speaking opportunities that are better or worse suited for different types of people? I actually have like a way to categorize people. (laughs) And for me, I'm not very creative when it comes to naming things. So please know that these names, one is not better than the other. It was (laughs) just what I came up with. 
So I work specifically with business owners who want to add speaking to their business. I'm not necessarily working with people who want to go out and be like the next Tony Robbins. I will refer you to my coach for that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but very specifically, I want this to work for your business. I want this to work as a marketing powerhouse. I want you to be able to make an impact, but all of us have different businesses. So I categorize this into three different tiers. Tier one is somebody who is the main focus in tier one is to build credibility. So this might mean that you don't have those courses in place just yet, but you know, you want to do that in the future. This is the tier that you want to speak in to start building that credibility. So people look at you as the expert in your subject matter. Tier two is for conversions. So this would be for the business owner who already has things set up behind the scenes. Maybe you have some solid funnels, you have courses and programs you want to move people into and your goal in speaking, obviously impact is important too, but for the strategy, you want to get in front of ideal clients so that you can move them into your programs. So the most important thing there is getting in front of the right people. So tier one is the subject, tier two is the audience, and then tier three would be more of you want to just you want to get out there and deliver your message. You want to be paid up front for your time, more of that like motivational speaker, influencer realm. You're not as worried about conversions because you're going to get compensated on the front end. Um, also, if you don't know where you fall into that, you can just go, you can take a quick quiz. It's the public speaking slash quiz, and it'll tell you where to go and where you fall. But because of that, like that's how I figure out how to help people and where they fall into this. So if you are somebody who is in that credibility phase right now, where you really just want to be known as the go-to expert on your subject matter, and what you want to do is make sure that there's a low barrier and low barrier to entry, and it's not costing you a ton of money to do the opportunity. If you're in that tier two and you're making conversions, you just really, really, really want to focus on events that have your ideal client because it's not going to make sense for you to go deliver this incredible presentation to an audience that wouldn't be a good fit for your programs. So for you, you need to seek out opportunities where you can actually make the conversions. And then for tier three, that's just really specific depending on like what it is that you speak about. And what's the process behind priming yourself? I mean, we did talk a little bit about priming yourself to be a good speaking candidate with showing up on Instagram stories, specifically, um, you know, making sure that you have the content on your website. Is there anything in addition to that that we should be doing to make sure that we are a prime candidate for speaking? And then the follow-up question to that is, what would be the process for pitching once we've primed ourselves? To really just make yourself this prime candidate, I honestly, it, you just need to do the work. And what I mean by that is you need to serve clients because you have no idea what they need from you until you work with them. And it can be great to assume that the audience needs X, Y, and Z, but until you have served those clients, whether that is through like one-on-one coaching, consulting work, or it's through your programs and getting feedback from your courses, like you just don't know what they need from you. And it's really hard to craft a high value presentation for them if you haven't put in the work. I've had plenty of students try to come through our programs who weren't quite ready And they've just really struggle with crafting their talk versus the business owner 
who has worked with tons of clients or has had tons of students. They know what the pain points are. They know how to address it. They know how to teach their topic because they've already created a bajillion blog posts about it and they understand all of those pain points. So if this is something that you want to do right now, just get in the trenches. Don't stop. Just because you want to speak, it's not time to stop creating and to stop serving. In fact, go deeper if you can. One of the best pieces that um, my students do prior to crafting a presentation is just like short 15 minute phone interviews with mm -hmm. former clients and students to get really clear on where were you before this content? Why did you join my course? Um, what, what was that pain point look like? What did that pain point look like? What was the most helpful piece? Like what helped you get through this? How did we overcome this? And was anything maybe not clear? Cause that will help you adjust your content for the presentation. And what was the end result? So you know how to really paint what's possible for your audience. That is probably the most helpful piece of information that you can get because when you can get somebody on the phone and just openly chat with them about the difference that you've made for them through your program, you're just going to get such great insight on preparing. When it comes to actually taking all of that information and pitching it to an organizer, I just need you to kind of put yourself to the side and remember that you have two clients in every speaking engagement, the audience and the organizer, and you need to show up and serve both of them. So you're not talking about how awesome you are and all the things you've accomplished. You're talking about the difference that you're going to make for the audience, how your presentation is going to impact them, and what that will look like for the overall um, lineup of the event and the feel and how it fits with the organizer's brand. Yeah, I love that. That was super important for me as the um, as an organizer for a summit to know, and we mentioned this when uh, we interviewed for your pod podcast, but um, knowing that my speakers were going to help carry their weight and promoting the event and really going to give a high energy, high vibe approach to their speaking at the event was like super important for me as the organizer, but also to know that they were credible in speaking what they were speaking about. <laughs> That's right. Were two very important things. <laughs> it's like, but as the organizer, they're so busy. You've got a million moving parts and you're trying to get all the things done. So yeah. as a speaker trying to pitch, if you can make it as easy as possible for the organizer to see exactly where you would fit in their lineup, you know, like this is what I want to speak about, or this is what I think this would really benefit your audience because whatever. And, you know, like you're getting to show them exactly, is this a topic that I need right now? Why does my audience need to hear about this topic? Not why are you so cool? And I need to have you on my yes. list. There's just nothing appealing about, I have X number of followers and my email list is this big because what if you, you don't even know this audience, right? No like one you cares. Just, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> They always say like in, when you're writing your sales pages, when you're writing sales emails, you will, you should always say you more than I. If you analyze that content and you have I more than you, then you're doing it wrong because this is not about like me as the creator. That. It's about like you, the audience. <laughs> and it is the same with your speaker pitch. Yeah. I mean, because it's funny. All of it's the same. If you can't get their buy-in initially, if, they, if they're interested in the topic and the impact you're going to make for the audience, then the next step is they're going to see if you're credible. You don't need to sell your credibility first if you're not even, if this topic isn't even a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. That's like, why on a sales page do you need to scroll all the way down to see who the creator is? Because you don't need to know that yet. You just need to know, is this going to help me? Is it going to solve my problem, my pain point? Do you know Raina Pomeroy? I do. Okay. So I just interviewed her. I don't know in the lineup of um, publication if she's going to be published before you are or not. But I wanted to bring up the topic that we're talking about. So for anyone listening, um, if you want to dig into this a little bit more into the idea that Jessica just mentioned of like getting on the phone with your client and like really knowing who they are so that you can show up to serve them when you're speaking better. Um, We talked all about like not creating a product in isolation on her episode. And that basically means like not just randomly coming up with a product idea because you have a product idea that you want to make because it's not about you. It's about your client, your customer. Um, And so she talks all about how to find your ideal client. She calls it your dreamy client. So if you guys are interested, definitely go check out that episode for sure because we dig into that even deeper. Okay. So Jessica, once we've got the speaking gig... What's the best way to take advantage of that opportunity? This is where I feel like a lot of us just drop the ball. We're like, I got it. We're done. Slam yeah, dunk. I'm going to uh, go yeah. I'm going to go repurpose that live stream. Don't <laughs> you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> um, the most important thing is to figure out exactly what is one I know this is hard. What is one one just one thing that I'm going to teach my audience? That's it. Just one. One one thing, guys. We'll break it down into three steps in order to solve it. But the reason for that is I want you to think about the big, what's one big objection or pain point or hurdle that your audience needs to overcome before they can say yes to your online course. Okay. Like that's all I want you to focus on. So what are the common objections? Or if you do do sales calls, like what's that thing that comes up every time? That's what I want you to address. Cause if we can get them to overcome that part ahead of time, if we can help them get the quick win, then the yes to your program is going to be easy. So if, um, my course is going to teach you how to get 10,000 followers on Instagram, but right now, like you're not even on Instagram, my presentation probably needs to show you in three simple steps, like how to set up your profile. So now you have all of that done and it's really easy for you to say, okay, now I can to buy this program. I already have the foundation and now I'm going to scale this sucker. So for you, what, what are the things that come up before somebody can say yes? And I want you to break that down from why is this a problem and why are you the person to talk about this and what's possible for them if they can overcome this and then, and maybe one to three steps, how do we fix it? Okay. Now what happens if, and this is kind of a convoluted question, but what happens if in the audience, there's a mix of different types of people who might be like, and different phases of the ideal customer. Cause like there might be a customer ready to buy now and like the right mental space, but then there might be the one who's not on Instagram yet, for example, how do we juggle those two or potentially more than two types of customers? Oh my goodness. So here's a couple ways you could do it, but I just showed you one. You could just have a quiz mm-hmm. that segments them into three different types of people. <laughs> people could be all across the board and how I would serve them and help them is so different. So for me, that works really well. But if you don't have something like that set up in place, I want you to, you, you want to speak to two places. So what that would look like is go ahead and make your presentation for the person who's ready for your ideal client 
but you want to add in an objection section right before your teaching points. Like this is telling you how to write your talk right before your teaching points. You should have an objection section for the person who's not ready. And that could just look like, but maybe you're overwhelmed by this idea because you don't even have Instagram yet. And then you can address those objections because that person might not be ready today and you want your conversions today, but you also want to empower them that it's, they're not that far behind. There's just a few more steps. And if they stick with you, they can put all of that together. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely agree with the quiz. Um, if you know <laughs> that your audience is in a great, like in a bunch of different places all across the spectrum segmenting them through a quiz. And then I'm guessing, Jessica, you have a bunch of content that feeds into all of those three different tiers. Yeah. So if you go through the quiz, which is only 10 questions and it's super easy, it's the same format. So I'll just tell you how it works and then you can go do it. Um, (laughs) the, The problem, the number of questions people always ask are, okay, so what should I be speaking about? Where should I be speaking? All of that. And it's different for each person. So when you go through the quiz, it figures out where you fall and then it will tell you in like three or four emails, okay, for your tier, this is how you figure out your best speaking topic. And within those emails, it will also link to a ton of podcast episodes where you can learn more that are specific to your needs. And then like the second email is around like, well, what kind of event should I be speaking at in this tier and how to find those events and shows you like how to search for them. Um, And again, like content that is specific to that person. Because trying to use a blanket blanket content across the board for everybody just isn't going to serve anyone. So by doing that, I'm able to serve them exactly where they're at right now so that they can still take something away and have a quick win. Love it. You guys just got like additional bonus information, not <laughs> speaking and segmenting your audience. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica, for that. <laughs> but that's what I found. I The first... No, I've used it a bunch of times, but I think one of the places that I saw was the most, I was speaking at the Rising Tide Leaders Retreat and around speaking and and making conversions from the stage, but that was different for everybody because some of these people were looking to, you know, convert course students. Some of them were looking to just get people to show up to their meetings the next month. You know, it was all across the board, but by able to deliver deliver a message that was empowering about how to make those connections with your audience and then segment them through the like, okay, but what does it actually look like? Mm -hmm. It was, it worked out so well for everybody because no matter where they fell, they didn't feel like they were 10 steps behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is actually something that's super easy to do from like the, from the perspective of making an actual quiz. I mean, there's so many choices out there. Like I'll link to a few of my favorite quiz builders for you guys so you can check them out. But if you already have the content, creating a quiz, segmenting it, super easy to do. Okay, Jessica. So um, I've run through all my list of like high hitter questions. I definitely wanted to pick your brain on, but are we missing anything? I don't think so. I just really want to encourage everybody that if, if speaking is something you feel like you're ready to do, do it. Like stop saying someday. And if you're somebody who's been telling yourself that, you know, like I'm not enough or I'm not extroverted enough, that's me. Or, you know, whatever the case is that, that she, he, that person over there is getting all the engagements. It's for them. I'm going to promise you that the only reason they're getting those engagements is because they're out there doing the work. Doesn't mean that they're better than you. It doesn't mean that they have more knowledge than you or they could show up and serve better. It just means that they're sending the scary email. 
-hmm. Nothing's being handed to them. So if this is something that you want to do, just hit send. Start putting yourself out there and you'll just get to serve your audience in a bigger way. Yeah. And the worst thing that could possibly happen is the absolute worst. either just <laughs> doesn't respond to your email or says no. And then what have you lost from that experience? Like absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but what could not. happen is huge. And I remember like if anyone's terrified of speaking, I'll just tell you my like horrifying experience from when I was in college <laughs> and I was leading this entire event. I had a room full of lawyers there were like 80 lawyers in the room in like a lecture hall, one of those big lecture halls in college. It's like you're as the speaker on the ground and everyone's like way, you know, like mm-hmm. on an incline. Spoken anyway, in quite a few of those. Yeah. So I had to like walk into the room. Everyone's seated. So I had to walk in from like above everyone, walk down the stairs, wearing heels, completely fell, like while everyone's looking at me, fell like flat on my face down the stairs. <laughs> And then stood up and was like, I'm okay, I'm good. And then walked down and started speaking. Cracked a, a quick joke about like the fact that I did in fact just fall in front of all of those people and then moved on. You know, like I had no jitters after that. Everyone laughed. We called out the awkwardness in the room. And then I had like a great time speaking. And that is hilarious. Like that was the worst case scenario. <laughs> I've been speaking for. 13 years and hands down my biggest fear is tripping on stage and I haven't yet. Now you will will because I just (laughs) – No, I – I'm still forever paranoid of that happening. But if it did happen, it would be no big deal. It did rip rip my dress one time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hopefully it was in a place that you could like – oh, gosh. (laughs) It was not. All right. Uh, tell us where we can find you online. Pretty easy to find. <laughs> so if you can, if you want to like hang out and chat, the best place to do that is over on Instagram and it's just Jessica Rasdell. Or you can listen to the podcast where I'll just give you tons of information. It's the Creative Speaker Podcast, but your hub for all the public speaking things is the publicspeakingstrategist.com. Awesome. I'm going to link to all that good stuff in the show notes. Jessica, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us. This was really, really informative and I can't wait to share it with everyone. Thanks for having me. You just listened to episode 27 of Rebel Boss Ladies with the public speaking strategist herself, Jessica Rasdell. If you don't know Jessica and her story, go check her out. Like I mentioned earlier, she's been featured pretty much everywhere for a very powerful and heartbreaking story and now takes her own public speaking experience and helps people just like you take your experiences and turn them into stories that you can tell in a public setting. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and tag me and Jessica. We'd love it if you do. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up.